Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. It's early July. The air is filled with the scent of barbecue, blossoms, and right now the smoky odor of sparklers and fireworks. It's the 4th of July, a.k.a. Independence Day. On this day in 1776, the 13 American colonies declared independence from English rule. Of course, it wasn't that simple. Achieving their freedom, our freedom, resulted in a war that didn't end until eight years later, in 1783. And while we learned in school about patriotism, Minutemen, heroes, and the necessity of war for a good cause, little was ever said about the other side of war, the part where many of those soldiers on both sides died fighting for what they deemed was right and just and how the ones that survived and did return home were never the same afterwards. In his poem, Civilian, D.R. James explores what it was like to want to be a soldier, but be denied access to that world. A bad eye and flat feet like mine always kept him home. He'd try again, but the war in Europe, the war in North Africa, the war in the Pacific didn't want him. For fifty years I knew that eye, its milky look of no surprise, his stiff-legged gait, but never such longing, such capacity for passion, beyond company quotas. Until between their deaths my mother told her stories. All the other boys leaving for the service. The rationing of coffee, sugar, meat, and gasoline. The bond raising big bands in Cleveland's glitzy ballrooms the occasional V-mail from her brother bivouacked in Belgium, the telegram that said he was dead. Then just a modest wedding. It was wartime, you know. A few days off from the aircraft factory for the brief honeymoon at Niagara, and back to 80-hour work weeks, overnight trains to the plant in St. Louis, the beginning of my father's industrious silence. Civilian D.R. James from Passenger's 2013 Poetry Contest issue. Throughout history, people have disagreed with the direction that their government took when it came to leading their country. During the American Revolution, the Tories, among others, took this stance. What would you do if you wholeheartedly disagreed with the decisions that your government made and had to live with the effects those decisions had on your everyday life? Would you be able to choose between staying and being under leadership that limited your rights in unimaginable ways or your sense of freedom? Roy Chang Tsung faced this exact dilemma. He explored it in his memoir Beyond Lo Wu Bridge, about his life in mid-20th century communist China. Here are some excerpts. The room froze. No one looked at me. Many had their eyes down. It was a well-orchestrated kangaroo court. Although my name was not mentioned, it was clear whom he meant. As if by signal, party members and leading cadres rose from their seats and took turns criticizing me, omitting my name in their carefully prepared speeches. A young faculty member spoke about the evils of capitalism and the danger of becoming unemployed in Hong Kong. Then he warned, American imperialists and their Kuomintang, Chinese Nationalist Party, lackeys, use Hong Kong as a springboard for launching anti-China activities. He opened Mao's little red book and cited, 
Whoever sides with imperialism, feudalism, and bureaucrat capitalism is a counter-revolutionary. Everyone in the room started to chant in a lifeless ritual rhythm, Long live Chairman Mao! Down with U.S. imperialism! My eyes fell on the Enemies Without Guns poster. The walls seemed to sway, and my whole body tensed. For a second I felt like giving up, but I thought of my late father, who had braved the persecutions in spite of his debilitating heart condition. An excerpt from Roy Chang Tsung's book, Beyond Lo Wu Bridge. We started this podcast with a poem from Passager's 2013 Poetry Contest issue. Passager's 2023 Poetry Contest issue will be out in September. Hear from that issue, Kelly Osborne's Buttoned-Up Vest. The poem's epigraph says, For H. Edwin Wheeler, 1838-1917. Mr. Wheeler didn't fight in the Revolutionary War, but he did fight in the Civil War. I wasn't always an old man. I turned a young man's back on Stonington, severed two hundred years of Jonathan's and Thankful's, walked away from little Narragansett Bay on to Wisconsin, farther still to Summit, Yankton, the Willamette Valley, step after step on my own two feet. You see only the silver beard, my unsmiling face, passage to immortality in photographic portraits. You cannot touch the wool, dust, or smell fire's smoke. I volunteered in 61 to defend the Union. Life, liberty, the pursuit. But what is happiness? Marching through slaughter, taking chase, taken prisoner, breathing in, reaching for summer's twilight. I mustered out to walk again this land, love my wife, my children, make a farm where something might grow. In these old photos you see the solemn face God gave me. But trust that I am jubilant when you're not looking. And yes, beneath my vest, this red and beating heart. Buttoned-up vest, Kelly Osborne, from Passager's upcoming 2023 Poetry Contest issue. To buy Roy Cheng Tsung's book, Beyond Lo Wu Bridge, or to subscribe to or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. Amber Campbell Wheeler researched and wrote the script for this episode of Burning Bright. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passager staff, I'm John Shore. 